0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode five of Ready for Print. So today we're going to be talking about satisfaction. Um, Mainly like satisfaction in the creative world, sort of like the gap where there's a gap between taste and skill, whether like where you're working right now isn't actually where you want to be and it's sort of like you feel like you need to be working at a higher skill level but you feel like you're not quite getting there and you're just feeling a bit Iffy about it, and just like stuff like that, and how we can deal with that and you know what that actually means for us as creatives basically.
1: Uh, yeah, I think um you know it's something I like, especially as students we realize we're struggling with, because um, you know, at the yeah. beginning when you first pick up like a cam it was a camera for me, my first creative practice. I thought, wow, I'm the best one out here at this. And then, right, you know, right. I started to follow people on Flickr, actually, back then. It was so long ago. <laughs> Flickr was the thing. And I started to g- grow a base of people I looked up to. And I realised, oh, my gosh, I'm not the best at this. And that's a really great right. trick in psychology called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's why we have so many flat earthers and so many, you know, a Twitter, you know, w- global warming experts. You know, it's that yeah. kind of you read an article and you think you're the cleverest because you've read one article and you put half an hour in. But then like, the more I started to work with the camera, the more I start to realise like, oh, I don't actually know what that button does. And <laughs> it's like, you know, it's that whole thing is like, while you're at art school, you do start to really struggle with those feelings of the gap, as I think we're gonna refer to it as in this episode, because um, you really realise for the first time, because you're researching for the first time properly, uh, and your taste is really like it's getting higher and higher while your skill sets might not be growing at such a fast rate definitely
0: yeah well even even now um even though i feel more confident as a graphic designer there's still that gap there for me like i'm looking on places like behance i'm looking at all my all the people that influence me the most and i'm looking at what they're creating and i'm like wow i really really like that but I can't i don't know how to do that yet to that skill and it's annoying it's annoying me but it's something that i've just got to accept that i'll get there eventually at some point you know i know that's
1: the thing it it can feel like annoying and frustrating and all these like other emotions but um it really is trying to keep that positive mindset you know understanding and accepting how you're feeling rather than being like i'm never gonna be as good i'm giving up because As creatives, I mean, you've got so far, like, probably you're in an art school at the minute. And, you know, you've got as far as that. And it's so important that you you keep your taste just that step or two below your skill. Because the bigger that gap gets, you know, the more likely you are to give up. But then the smaller that gap gets, the more likely you are to get complacent and keep your creative practice pretty stagnant which is just as dangerous as giving up in my personal opinion because you've already like if you think you've won the race you know
0: well then you're not gonna try gonna hard be... enough yeah you're not gonna try as much as you yeah, do before
1: in a sense you know you you zoom ahead think in your head in some you yeah. know sort of mental state you're like i won the race i got really good at using Uh, hues on photoshop and that i got and i got known for it you you might even have built up uh, some sort of fan base for doing what you do but then you know you're like whoa i'm the kingdom castle and then you realize someone's building a bigger better castle down the road i think that if we're talking in metaphors that's a great metaphor (laughs) of you know the the danger like it's keeping that goldilocks zone of slow and steady
0: perseverance yeah because it's it's the best policy and you just got to perseverance, being positive because otherwise you're going to get, you know, really down about yourself and you're going to get demotivated and it's just, it's just going to be, ends up going backwards and you're just not going to be performing the way that you want to and it's just not going to end well. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's just better if you just keep your calm and sort of just keep at it just don't stop because otherwise yeah. you're just gonna I don't know crash aren't you really
1: exactly well I think it's also like quite important to say you know like I've been there personally where like I've crashed and um, you know just like you like you want to give up because like you have unrealistic expectations but I think yeah again it's kind of I, I've said it like previously but it's it really is about accepting those feelings and you know just plodding on with them and it's not always going to be a great motivating experience to like have great ins- like inspiration taste you know whatever that ball is that you you're chasing um, but yet yeah. it's it's trying to make the best out of that gap and um yet it can make or break you and sometimes it's all right to let it you know if if a project and you were chasing a ball and you weren't you were a bit too far behind it's important to you know accept i didn't make it this time take yeah take a break from that project do something else with your creative mind you know i think that's also equally as important because like we don't want anyone giving up
0: no no and it even so, especially probably in my case, it's a lot about um, knowing that you'll probably never, you know, be right at the top of something because that just doesn't isn't really realistic.
1: The top's always changing.
0: Right, exactly, yeah, and it's always yeah. changing. And it's sort of it. They've always said, you know, it's good to read around a subject. It's good to widen broaden your horizons on things instead of just having a narrow mindset and thinking that's the best way to go because as you said everything's changing you've got to make sure that you're aware of those changes and aware of what's going on in the design world and the creative world to even develop your skills to reach to that point that you want to reach or even to get near that point you know because if you don't do that if you it's just Would you just going to be stuck in the same position and you're just going to feel really bad about yourself because you haven't done what you wanted to do. So,
1: I mean, it's so true. I I can't personally, I mean, can you ever think of an example where you've been in that kind of use, your taste was so much higher than your skill set?
0: Uh, first year of graphic design, definitely first year of graphic design, I was you know, I was like, oh, I'm loving all this, like, graphic work that I'm looking at, but I was nowhere near at that level, I was at, probably at the very bottom, well, I probably wasn't, but I was near the bottom with my skill set, I was, it was a brand new course for me, I wasn't known, I didn't know anywhere near as I know now, um, but, you know, it was a big learning curve for me, and I, you know, I made sure that I broadened my horizons and persevered, and I'm, definitely a lot better than what I was before. So it's just being positive about it, really.
1: That's so great. See, I am completely, I will put my hands up in shame and say in first year, my taste was so bad. I was into really, 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 I had no idea what was good or bad. And I hadn't, in first year, stepping into first year, I hadn't developed a taste. I was just kind of making work again thinking i'm the queen of the car like because i had nothing to compare myself to which probably as a beginner was really good because it allowed me to have confidence to step into a workshop and be like yeah i'm just gonna hammer this together Um, why i don't know um (laughs) but yeah it took time for my taste to develop and i think that like it's interesting that we're on different spectrums of this because yeah i remember going into first year i really liked this artist who I've always found artists on Instagram, whether they've been doing it for a year or ten, and i really liked this artist who, looking back, was quite clearly just as fre- like just as new into the ball game as I was. I just liked I had liked a concept they did once, and I was like, yeah. And you know, <laughs> their skill set was quite easily matched um, at, at, at where I was at the time. Um, so yeah i was very complacent but i just had a general curiosity that kept me making things yeah. and then as i got into second year actually i started picking up books and fought like i using behance as a, yeah. as i was using instagram <laughs> don't use instagram to find to find yeah. taste behance is, a lot better, a lot better. behance is a lot better yeah and i yeah started finding th- projects and people on behance to follow like and you know, my taste was developing and through uh, reading books, uh, me and you were both quite inspired by Bauhaus and Bauhaus is so brilliant to be inspired by because it inspires you in graphic design and it inspires me in 3D. Um, and yet, yeah, it's great because they were kind of, you know, they built an education system to become masters. And so you really were looking at pretty good work. Uh, so yeah I started to look into that I started again yeah my taste only developed when I pretty much got into second year Mm. Uh, so yeah I feel like all the work I look I look back at first year I could tell I had no no idea of like why I was using colors I was using no idea why I was using skills I was using but as soon as I was able to home in on 3D I was able to make sense of this product should be a purple because it will match Body of the product, yeah, you, you know, really, really interesting that I had no taste and no skill <laughs> at one point. I
0: mean, it it's like it's the same sort of with me in terms of like the skill. I could look back on my skill set in first year and think, you know, what was I doing then? I, you know, I just it's awful. A lot of it is awful. Let's face it. But <laughs> I mean, the courses, the course was really good. In fact, that they had specific Uh, days in the week where you would learn about design theory and the you know color theory and um, about um, designers and artists that are really good people to influence your work so they sort of made sure that you weren't in that position for long if you were in the position that you were (laughs) that you were the best of the best and you had amazing style sort of thing amazing taste you they sort of made sure that those type of people were put down a peg or two not to say that you know what I think it it relates back to that whole ignorance is
1: bliss again it is that it is definitely that Dunning Kruger effect where you know I'd seen a a taste of it and I was like I can do that and then I did it and I thought well this is really easy you know (laughs) but I was completely ignorant uh and now like my now I'm developing style I've my style I mean yeah, the, my taste and style, it's still not where I want it to be. And it's weird because now I have a longing for my taste to be higher than my skill set. And because yeah. it took so long for me to realize I need um, a taste before I started making things, I feel like I'm in that weird position where I'm like, come on, like, give me taste. I want taste from everywhere. Yeah. Like I'm trying to find my own taste uh, to define where I take my skill set. Yeah really i've done it backwards do not do it like me (laughs) it
0: it doesn't matter you know in the end of the day it doesn't matter which way you do it you'll always end up in the same uh, hopefully always end up in the you know same position at the end you know you always your mindset would have changed into a more realistic and positive um way you know towards mm-hmm. the end
1: yeah exactly i mean there's always like we're all gonna meet the same end goal of like the end goal for me is just getting a job a job
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm the same thing i'm the same i'm completely the same so yeah, <laughs> yeah it's exactly the same a job that you know matches my am- ambitions and where i want to be you know so i'm sure everyone exactly, can relate to yeah. that yeah but i think
1: I'm um, also a great thing for us to bring it back to that conversation of the gap is you know it's all about making mistakes and learning and i am so eager to learn uh, i've really got a passion for it hannah you yeah. do too especially our guest later on in the episode sophie gregan she's a great example of eagerness to learn and eagerness to develop that um it's just it's a cycle you you do things it goes good or it goes bad right. you Either way, you reflect on, I really liked this from this project. I'm gonna bring that onto my next project. I didn't like this from this next project. I'm gonna ignore it. And even like the podcast for us, this is our first time doing a podcast. You know, we've been in different rooms every single time because we're still trying to develop what works best for us.
0: Yeah. And it's all about, you know, self-reflection and reflecting on what you've done and, you know, analyzing that and thinking about what can you do better. And for example, after every episode that we've done, I've done a blog post about what went well in the podcast and then what didn't go as well, but what we decided together was a way to overcome that and what we could improve on. Sometimes I'm happy
1: for the things that go wrong. You yeah. know, some, sometimes I've, you know, the second ever episode where we had the hammering in the background, I was a bit like, oh my gosh. But then, you know, it did go away. But then it was like, right, next time, have the confidence to go up to the people that are hammering and ask them to stop. It's yeah. all like growing. And yeah, as that goes on, um, like your skill set will grow as well. Because yeah. I feel like each episode is getting better and better, and we've become more and more used to doing these things and we have better and more engaging conversations because of it
0: yeah I definitely I mean if you compared our first episode to this episode now there's definitely a difference between the two in terms of conversation
1: yeah it's a great example because they're they're both over zoom but we've decided to do it differently and that's a great that's a great show of like growth and I think any youtube channel or any podcast if you watch their first it's gonna sound and look a lot different to what they're currently making and what you currently adore.
0: Well, exactly. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. What we've discussed today has been a very valuable discussion for both of us. And I think it's something that everyone is going to go through for throughout their life. Every designer will go through it, but they just got to be positive about it and just think, you know, it's just something that I can develop as a person and it will just be something that everyone has to accept. and. Um, We're going to have a guest on now, Sophie Gregan, who is a perfect example of someone who has gone through this the most, especially during the first year of her university experience. And I think it'll be really valuable of a discussion with her because she's just going to give us a really interesting insight on how she's doing so far in the journey as a designer.
1: Yeah, uh, exactly. I think Sophie's going to be a great guest, and she's definitely going to have slightly different points to us. I mean, we definitely had different points while discussing the gap, because I, I, I have some sort of backward path in my like art career, and um, luckily you were able to pride a more sane path. Uh, at least one of us has <laughs> has done it on a on a correct curve. Um, but yeah, I think she she's a, a great, clear example of the gap. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this conversation. So let's get her on. <laughs> right, and this week's episode, we've got the wonderful designer, maker, m- mark maker, illustrator, the everything. We've got the everything bundle of Sophie Gregan. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad we've got you on this week's episode because um, I think you'll be a really great example of kind of you know from the bottom to the top because when you started the university course you actually you were quite new to whole this whole art and design game um yeah and now you really put the effort in and dedicated your time to really like kind of master a craft I mean we're still students obviously but yeah if you want to talk a bit about your experience with that yeah. so originally
2: like like you were saying I was I came to university and I felt really like I just had no confidence in myself and my abilities. I didn't do any art and design before coming to university. I was actually originally doing a literature degree, which I abandoned after five months. Um, but in school I didn't do like any art or I didn't, so I didn't like experience um kind of getting to know my own style and stuff like that. I didn't learn how to do like basic techniques or anything. Um, I did textiles for like a year, but I was pretty much hopeless at it. I just, just like drawing really. But um, yeah, so it was during like that time that after I left university, that first time, I just found myself drawing all the time. I always used to draw when I was younger and it's always just something I've come back to. It's like a lot of people talk about it with like, um, like mental health and like wellness and like mindfulness of just drawing kind of like relaxes you. That's just what I found myself doing all the time. And I was putting more and more time into it. And I was like, I want to do something with this. Like, I don't know what, I don't know how, but I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see. And then found Vizcom and it seemed really, really open and kind of like progressive and kind of just experimental, which is really, really what I needed. So I got there, somehow managed to get on, to my surprise, and I honestly, I was both like really excited, but also, I don't know why I was shocked, because I was expecting people to be really good, but it was also a part of it that I was thinking, oh, there must be people on the same level as me, to what I believed myself to be, because I got mm. on that course, if that makes sense. And yeah. And when I got there and I was like, oh, oh, my God. oh my God, I can't <laughs> do this, like, I cannot do this, I don't know how to do any of these things. Um, I don't know how to do like this design thing. I've only like done Photoshop for a year and I still have no clue what like all of the tools are. I think <laughs> I just felt really, really overwhelmed with how highly skilled like most of the people if not everyone on the course was. And I just- yeah.
1: And you know yeah. what, I reckon, I mean, we talked earlier on the podcast about how, like, you need to find that sweet spot between, you know, you've got, you set yourself a goal of, like, my taste is right here, I want to get right there, and where your skill set actually is. So probably in that first year, you were in that Goldilocks sweet spot of, like, people around you weren't quite good enough, like, to be, like, a, like, a, like crazy, like, out of, like... To be like to the point where it's demotivating. So you weren't in. You, I mean, I, I've always known you as a good, you know, designer. But I mean, I guess personally, on our own heads, we always we always see our own flaws. And um, so I guess you were kind of in that sweet spot of like where your skill set is, where you think everywhere else is what everyone else's is. But instead of using that as a demotivator and giving up. Like you're a great example of using that to motivate yourself to do more work and like really bring yourself up. And it's like a cat and mouse game, because as you kind of see, if you, as you research more and as you do more, you do start to, you know, you, you want to catch that. You want to catch that goal of, you know, yeah. where that is. And as you research more and as you design more, that goal of how what is good, it keeps on growing and you keep on chasing it. And I sometimes like to think of it like it's not continuously up. Sometimes like it'll take you back down because you you'll be following something that's on like the wrong path for you. But um, yeah. trying out a new yeah. style
2: that's like completely different. But you need to explore these things, what I mean, like and nobody's path exactly. is straightforward. It's like just, yeah, it's more like a yeah, yeah, There's no really,
1: straight line like, in the art school. <laughs> Don't talk <us> about it. <laughs>
2: Definitely not. Um yeah, like I think I think I was just at that point where I was like, I must be on this course for a reason and I was kind of like I've always been wanting to like at least give something a shot oh, before I like good. abandon all hope. So I was like, I'm just gonna push forward and experiment when I can and at the end of the day like I just, I just do something else. <laughs> like I'll just <laughs> have to find something else. But, and that's what I mean, like, I'll always try something, give it my all, and then yeah. at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But it seems to be going okay, like, I've been been doing well at uni in terms of, like, grades and stuff, and my, like, I'm still nowhere near what I want to be, I
1: in,
2: in exactly. considering, like, where I want to be at by the time I finish yeah. uni but
1: I've still got like a half a year to at least aim to get there and I feel like it's all about trying really isn't it? Yeah um, as we were saying earlier on like the goal is like do you really want to reach that final position because then like then you'll just get um we're talking about getting like satisfied and when you get satisfied there's no longer progression I think that a good mindset to keep is you always want that, that goal to be just a step higher than what you are at. Like, like an example of you in the first year of university, like you, you were yeah, able done. to use that.
2: Okay. Yeah. I feel like though there's, there's a difference between like satisfied and happy as in yeah. you can be like satisfied enough to a point where you're like, yes, I accept this is where I am at. Like, you're satisfied mm. that you are in this position and that you are going to get better if you continuously push yourself. But I do think yeah. there's a difference between being satisfied with your work and being happy with your work. Um, I think the aim, Rob, like like you're saying, do you ever want to get to that point where you're, re- where you're, like, happy with your work because then are you going to stop pushing yourself? I think the actual goal is to be satisfied with your work so that you know you can still progress but you have the confidence to actually showcase what you've done and be proud of how
1: far you've come if that makes sense yeah yeah and in fact I mean I think especially like being at uni we've all grown in so many different ways and our course especially is great for that but Hannah how do you feel like um like has there been? Uh, can you relate to our conversation of like that kind of you
0: know skill and? Well, I was thinking that it's sort of because like especially in my sense, the design world is always changing. It's always going to be developing. You're never really going to be friends and stuff. Yeah. Like that as so well. in my case, I'm never going to be at that top point. there's always going to be something else that I've got to learn and discover and develop. In my practice, because it's always changing, like really rapidly. So, even with my skills with Illustrator and Photoshop, you know, again, they're constantly being updated. There's always constantly going to be tools, new tools that I got to think about and learn about. And then there's also InDesign, That's such a great point. and there's also After Effects, which I'm also sort of meant to know, but I'm completely terrified of. Um, that uh-huh. I need to like actually develop and work on. So there's all, but I'm not, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with not fully being there yet because I've got so many more years to be able to perfect those areas and develop those areas that. Exactly, and
1: I think it's, I think it'll be reassuring for like young creatives to hear like like you don't need a perfect master skill skill set to get a grad job. They're not expecting you to be the next creative head you know, and the fact that you can bring that, that very honesty and be like, you know, I'm never going to, like, it's always going to be, I'm always going to be learning. My, my practice will never be complete. Yeah. Try for as well to constantly be wanting to learn.
2: Otherwise Mm. you're just kind of like comfortable and you're just, you're not really going to like do anything exciting. Like fair enough if you're making money off it and like good for you. But I think as creative people, we are, like, it's predetermined that we are constantly needing something more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we're never going to be at that point where, like, I'm just going to stay like this. Like, if you're an illustrator, I'm just going to yeah. keep it this style of, like, I'm a, like, if you're a graphic designer. I'm just going to constantly edit my work using, like, this method of your filmmaker. I'm always going to use these kind of angles and
1: shots, like, mm. This is this is my style. That's how I'm gonna do it. You know, this relates so well back into our conversation with Ham about style. You know, you can't yeah. stick to the same style and expect to still get jobs in ten years' time. Your like no. your work is gonna have to evolve with the market, and I think that like this brings a lot more clarity to that point in. Because I mean, that that episode ended in a bit of a circle. (laughs) I think we all had really, we were both all quite passionate about different points. But um, yeah, that's so true, uh, especially when you're relating it to satisfaction. Like, can you really just be like, my style is just red and orange and I'm never doing anything different. Uh, You know, that's not gonna sell in four, five years time. I think actually, I, was, I watched that last episode with Ham and the conversation about style
2: and a lot of the points that I was like really relating to, I don't, although illustration is like a massive part of my practice in terms of like design because I pretty much illustrate the majority of stuff that I do. Um, I think that style has always been something that I've always had a really horrible relationship with. Right. Um, I think in terms of like thinking, oh, like I'm never going to get recognised for my work, nobody's going to know that it's mine. Yeah, I was always panicking being like, I don't have a style, I don't have a style, like, I don't know what to do, I don't see anything really popping out in my work, I have interests, but then I'm also like, oh, but I really want to try this to do? And that always made me panic, but then... I've been obviously like with a lot of the work that we're doing for our current module which is very much based on preparing ourselves for leaving university and our personal practices I've been watching a lot of videos about style and just illustrate as designers that I really admire and I cannot for the life of this remember who it was but to be honest most of them are saying very similar things. It does help having a style to show that like to make you kind of stand out a bit but at the same time style is a trend in trends yeah like yeah. trends change ch- trends change like different yeah. software like for you Hannah that you're gonna know it's gonna change and in 20 years time like at the moment very like naive kind of cute illustration styles very like abstract mm-hmm. kind of stuff is very very in at the minute, and I I'm kind of like really afraid of all that stuff. Although I love it, I don't find myself moving towards that in terms of like my own creative
1: practice. That a bit- because that's a st- learning a style is a skill set in itself. So you could you could build that skill set in that abstract style, and then have to break it all down to do in to follow another trend you know it's
2: gonna change it's always gonna change and I think that you've just got to kind of stick with stuff that obviously trends are important because you've got to know what's else but you've also got to be true to yourself and your own interests because I think coming back to this topic of like the gap I think if you're constantly following things that just because they're trendy but don't necessarily feel right you're never you're never gonna push forward no no
0: yeah I think it's like when you were saying before about being comfortable. I think in the artistic world or design world, it's probably better never to be comfortable and sort of never to be satisfied or like okay with where you are. I think it's always best to be sort of, oh, I should persevere and do something better because otherwise your work's just going to plateau and it's just going to end up in a big straight line. It's just not going to develop or anything. So I think... Being a little bit uncomfortable, you know, not so that you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing? But a little bit probably is better because it's sort of making you want to be better for yourself and do things better and just develop as a person and develop your practice, I think, personally. Yeah, you
1: know what? Perseverance is a great word that you just used because that's the only way of overcoming these. I mean, when you're in that gap that we're referring to, it is self-doubt uh, yeah. at the end of the day. You're like, I'm never going to be... But you, like you, are, those people were once in your position, looking at other, other people thinking, I'm never going to be that good. But yet, it's that word perseverance. You just need to yeah. accept that you're probably always going to feel, oh, I'm never as good as... I'm never as good as... But then yeah. keep that as a motivation. Humans, and especially creatives, are really good at getting better at getting better. And I think that's really important to remember, because once you pick up that pencil and you start getting better, you're going to get better and at getting better. I think like there's a there's a pie graph somewhere where it's like, it talks about this gap and it is a very slow start, but then it shoots up because once you know them skills, it's just, it's the hardest bit then is just showing up and doing the work. Yeah, activating yourself. I think as well, a lot of it is kind
2: of a sense of acceptance that you are just going to feel a bit of, like you're going to feel a bit shitty about your work. Like, yeah. you're never going to be like, oh, I love my work. I can't wait to be like, shut up. If you are, yeah, that's brilliant. I, that's <laughs> fucking I wish I could feel the same way. But for 99.9% of us in the world, I feel like we are, are just going to have to accept that. I know I can do better, but right now, that is the best that I can do and that's all right for me. Yeah, and
1: that's quite that's molded by feeling right now. Like, yeah, it's like kind of nothing's ever a bad situation. It's what you make of the situation. Like, I could be feeling this way. Am I going to let it break me or make me? You know? And I think Sophie, again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You are such a great example of letting that feeling of oh, comparing yourself to everyone, make like drive your practice and really make you show up every day and yeah. you know you've got that goal to make yourself better and it's really inspiring for like us uh, like me i mean i spent a lot of time around you like in when we were allowed to physically be around each other <laughs> like yeah like seeing you show up and seeing you put the hours into because you had the ambition to make yourself better so yeah it's definitely changing your mindset if you feel like that gap for you is a slum it's changing that mindset to make it a bit more positive. And you know what, I want to get that good, so I'm gonna make myself get that good instead of being like, oh my gosh, oh my God, oh no. I mean, we all have days where we're kind of like sitting in the bedroom and like,
2: or we sit at our desk or like, in my case, sit on the floor of the shower. And just be like what am I doing <laughs> like what is going on I cannot I cannot do it and the tears start flowing and you open a bottle of wine and you're oh, just yeah. like I oh, can't yeah. do this yeah. but that's okay because everyone's gonna do that in some oh, way shape funny. or form yeah. Yeah. and you're just gonna be like this is just it, it is what it is and just like push on I feel like I've gotten to a point personally where I'm kind of like I'm never going to know unless I try. Right. And it's kind of like, yeah. there's an old, like the old Jordan saying that's like, shy Ben's getting out. If you don't ask, you don't get. And then in this sense, if you don't try, you don't know. You
0: can't spend your life thinking, what if? You know, you just got to do it. Because otherwise you're going to have more regrets not doing it than doing it and then probably failing, you know? Because at least you'll know that you've done it and you've tried it and you've actually thought about it because if you just don't do it, you're going to kick yourself and you like, why didn't I do that? You don't know how it's going to turn out. So you just got to do it. It's Especially like that thing that all people see, like people were talking about their regrets
2: and stuff. And when they're older, they always said that they don't, they never regret something that they've done.
1: It's always the things that they've not done. I've really enjoyed this chat. I think we've taken up enough of your time Um, to see Sophie's amazing, amazing work. I'd really recommend Going over to her Etsy, support her. In two hours, I believe you're launching your Christmas collection. Maybe a little bit less now. It's
2: like less than an hour and a half, like an hour and twenty minutes. Very exciting.
1: Still of- sure, well, thank you for giving us your time today. But yeah, please, please, please. By the time this podcast is up, your Christmas collection will definitely be out. Uh, it's out in an hour as we record. Um, so yeah, as long as it's not sold out. Please go check it out. Get your Nana Christmas card. And yeah, I've really enjoyed. Oh god, it's paused again. I've really enjoyed our chat. And again, all your socials, they're down in the description. Um check her out. She's had some you've had some really great points. Um and yeah. Really lovely to talk to you. And actually
0: really nice to meet you for the first time, Hannah. Yes, very nice to meet you. Very nice.
1: yeah anyway thank you so much thank you for your time you've had you really really brought some light to our discussion because i think beforehand we were just like bouncing off each other but you really came with some really fresh points so yeah i've loved having your perspective on our show
0: anytime girls anytime see ya bye guys bye so that was a very great conversation that we had with sophie about the gap and just how she dealt with that and how she's dealing with that now. I think she definitely gave us a very different perspective on how things are going for her. Um, I know, it's so great that we, all
1: three of us, have really had different experience with the gap and hopefully for the listener that they find some comfort in at least one of our experiences with the gap and what that means to us.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely, I think it's good that they're all so different because i think in this case if we they're all similar the discussion wouldn't have been so valuable i don't think so yeah yeah. so i definitely think
1: yeah. i mean the gap presents itself in many different ways in many different timelines but i think yeah to hear it from students where like you know we we have learned our taste and we have learned our skills and we know where our skills are because we get told in crits where our skills are. You know, it's a really great conversation to have with students, especially, in my opinion, in my humble opinion.
0: I definitely think that's something that will definitely come up if you haven't already been, you know, started your university career, you're just starting here, yeah, definitely something that will be coming up in your career. And hopefully, in university, they'll help you. To deal with this yeah. sort of issue, well, not issue, but and this. It, but if not, you've got the podcast to listen to every week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that you can. It, it can be a buffer as well. This can be alongside yeah. your course. Of For course, you've
1: not hit that yet. Like a great preparation. Like I wish I would have known some. Like some. There's a curve, and you can't just jump into it like a big fat idiot. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's preparation as well. It's like warning, warning. There's going to be a gap at some point and don't let it from people that are in their third year. Don't let that gap demotivate you.
0: Well, exactly. And this episode is going to be quite a good lead on to next week's episode, which will be about comfort and comfort zones and, you know, sort yeah. of being out your comfort zone and how we can deal with that and things like that. So I feel like they can link, interlink like all the rest of these episodes. of love it. But I, I think it's do. it's gonna be good because we're gonna have things to already talk about which will be good. So uh, I
1: think I'm really excited about next week's episode. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a great little conversation that we can have. And yeah, I think it's just important to just keep going with every episode. I feel like the the takeaway is just keep making art. And yeah. <laughs>
0: most important thing i think it is the
1: most important thing persistence i think i feel like we should change the podcast name persistence <laughs> that's our favorite word
0: <laughs> i mean it could it's definitely it could be an umbrella term for all the episodes that we've done so change all the episode names
1: yeah it's persistence <laughs> <laughs> brilliant uh everyone's links is in the uh, description below as always thank you so much for listening please tune in for next week episode uh if you wanna hear us talk about persistence again. <laughs> Comfort and persistence next week. Thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.